This is Akhilesh Bhargav. Welcome to Tidbits on Business and Finance with me. India's monetary policy has been at the crossroad for some time now, with the Reserve Bank using interest rates as its key tool, as its main strategy to support growth and to tame inflation in the country. Between these two contradictory goals of growth and price control, the RBI has so far chosen to support growth as its priority, which is very understandable in a slowing economy. While the growth push demands low interest rates, which encourage borrowings to invest and spend, inflation control on the other hand demands higher interest rates in order to make money expensive and to discourage consumer demand and consumer spending. Since inflation had been within the Reserve Bank's tolerance band of 2% to 6% for some time, and the GDP growth had been receding, the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee, which is the MPC, preferred a low interest rate regime with abundant supply of liquidity in the system, hoping to support and spur growth in India. Low interest rates and surplus liquidity, however, build inflationary pressures in any economy. And that is what even India is facing. With worldwide inflation going up sharply because of the Ukraine war and it being consistently above the upper band of 6% in India, it was apparent that the Reserve Bank will now have to sacrifice its growth priority in order to battle inflation. The RBI was thus expected to resort to interest rate hikes and to start withdrawing the huge liquidity that it had pumped into the system during the past couple of years in particular. The writing on the wall to us was sufficiently evident and clear from Dr. Michael Patra's comments in the April 2022 MPC meeting minutes when he wrote that the view that increasingly occupies center stage is that irrespective of whether supply bottlenecks are the driver or pent-up demand is the driver of inflation, he says it will become more difficult to tame inflation the longer the fight against inflation is delayed. It meant that an increase in the repo rates and in the CRR ratio, both of which are conventional measures to increase interest rates and reduce surplus liquidity in the system was certainly on the cards. The conservative lobby, the conservative experts, however, think that the writing on the wall was clear in February itself during the weeks leading to the onset of the Ukraine war, since prices were bound to increase because of the global disruption of supply of fuel and food in particular on account of the war. They thus think that the RBI should have acted much earlier in terms of interest rate hikes and also in terms of withdrawal of surplus liquidity from India's economy. These conservative experts think that the RBI has been over-optimistic so far in assessing the state of the Indian economy and that it has been behind the curve. It has been delayed in battling its weakening macros and that the Reserve Bank of India should have started its war against inflation in February itself. Inflation has been on the rise continuously and most of it has been what we call imported inflation because this price rise is primarily due to the Ukraine war and because of the COVID lockdowns in China. It was finally in the MPC meet of April that the MPC decided to shift its focus from growth to price control. The Reserve Bank governor said in the MPC minutes of April 2022 that 
the domestic inflation outlook, which was presented in the February 2022 NPC meeting, has undergone a significant upper shift since the start of the war on 28th, 24th February 2022 because of the escalation of the conflict and because of the subsequent turmoil that it has caused in the global commodity markets. He then says that the increase in crude oil price and its direct and indirect effects on CPI contributed to about 60% of the upward revision in price projections with the other major contributor to the price rise coming from global food price stocks on wheat, edible oil, etc. The RBA governor further says that the current geopolitical situation has led to an upward revision of our inflation projections for financial year 2023. The estimates, according to him, now point to an inflation remaining above the upper tolerance band of 6% in the near term, even as growth projections have undergone downward revisions. Thus, in the RBI's estimates, inflation projections have gone up and growth projections and estimates have gone down. The governor further says that while the risk to domestic growth calls for a continued accommodative monetary policy, inflationary pressures however necessitate monetary policy action. He then says that these circumstances warrant prioritizing inflation and anchoring of inflation expectation in the sequence of objectives in order to safeguard macroeconomic and financial stability while being mindful of the ongoing growth recovery in the country. In other words, the priority has shifted. Despite this picture of a worrisome increase in inflation, yet the Reserve Bank's NPC did not increase the interest rates in its April meeting, preferring instead cosmetic light-touch measures like setting up of an SDF facility to suck out surplus liquidity from the system and maintaining an accommodative outlook, but tweaking it a little to focus on withdrawal of accommodation to ensure that inflation remains within target going forward while supporting growth. An interest rate hike was therefore due in April itself and it was clear that the Reserve Bank of India had been behind the curve. The average inflation for the past 24 months has been 5.8%. It was over 6% during the March quarter and it was 6.95% in the month of March 22 and it continued to rise in April. It was estimated at 7.5% in April, and yet the Reserve Bank has delayed its moves to increase the interest rates to start combating inflation directly. The RBI has been behind the curve by underestimating inflation and overestimating growth for quite some time. With no end to the Ukraine war inside and the prices continuing to shoot up, it was now expected that the Reserve Bank will not wait for the June MPC meeting to initiate measures to combat inflation and that an interim interest rate hike was imminent. A number of banks took the cue. Banks like State Bank of India, Kotak Bank, etc. They anticipated an interest rate hike and increased their lending rates in April itself. The recent rate hike announced by the Reserve Bank Governor thus came as no surprise to us. The RBI governor said in his statement, after the unscheduled MPC meeting on 4th of May 2022, that 
based on the evolving inflation growth dynamics and outlook. He says that the MPC has voted unanimously to increase the policy repo rate by 40 basis points to 4.4% with immediate effect. He then said that the MPC decided to remain accommodative in its outlook while focusing on the withdrawal of accommodation to ensure that inflation remains within target going forward while supporting growth. The governor explained the rationale for this NPC decision to say that globally, inflation is rising alarmingly and it is spreading fast. He said that geopolitical tensions are racketing up inflation to their highest levels in the last three, four decades in major economies while moderating external demand worldwide. These developments, the governor said, would have ominous implications for emerging economies, including India. The MPC further says that the inflation outlook warrants an appropriate and timely response to ensure that supply-side effects are contained and that long-term inflation expectations are kept firmly anchored. The RBI governor also announced a 50 basis point increase in the CRR to 4.5% in order to start withdrawing surplus liquidity from the system and to cool down inflation and bring down prices. This expected move interestingly took the markets by surprise. The immediate implications of these moves is that interest rates, which are linked to the RBI repo rates, will go up for all borrowers, whether it be households, whether it be corporates, or whether it be the government itself. The days of low interest rates are over. The second, with an increase in interest rates and EMIs, the demand for loans and goods is expected to go down. And the worst affected because of this will be the real estate sector, the auto sector, and the consumer durable sector. The third, the interest rates are expected to shoot up further and corporate profits will dip unless they are able to pass on the cost rise to the consumers, which will not be very easy in this stressed environment. The next, there will be a hike in deposits and savings accounts rates, providing some relief to the household sector. Further, the interest rates will impact consumption and investment cycles, which is growth negative. Corporates were anyway not borrowing when interest rates were low and they are not going to borrow and invest when interest rates are going up and to that extent, it becomes growth negative. Finally, the 50 basis points increase in CRR will suck out about 87,000 crores from the banking system, but that will certainly not hinder the availability of funds for lending banks in case they want to give loans because despite this, there's ample liquidity in the system. The larger picture that emerges with this repo rate and CRR hike is worth a discussion. The first point, it is the supply side disruptions which are the prime cause for this round of inflation. A continued increase in interest rates will do little to cool inflation since it cannot directly address the supply-side disruption which has reduced the availability of goods and has boosted prices. Further, interest rate hikes are continuously on the cards, but we think it's not going to directly impact the supply-side issues. The second, the increase in CRR will reduce liquidity to the tune of 87,000 crores out of an average surplus liquidity of 7.5 lakh crores in India's banking system. The fact is that there have been no takers for funds, 
even when interest rates were low and hence the continued massive surplus of funds that exist in the system. Abundant liquidity will be available despite the CRR hike and it will do little to impinge the supply of funds for those willing to borrow and invest, which they are anyway not doing during the past four years of low interest rates. The third, and very importantly, the cushion or the buffer which began from 2018 to support growth through low interest rates is over. We are now in an era of rising interest rates to cool inflation, which will take time and interest rates will remain elevated. Loss of this cushion actually indicates the failure of low interest rate regime to trigger growth in India since 2018 to now. Further, more than interest rates, it is the presence or absence of demand that spurs the corporates and the consumers to borrow, to invest and to spend. Just as they did not borrow earlier, they will not borrow now also till there is an improvement in the overall demand. Further, inflation is expected to remain over 6% for three consecutive quarters, thus implying failure of the MPC and mandating its explanation to the parliament with proposed measures to control inflation. They will need to go and explain to the parliament why they were not able to keep inflation between the 2 to 6% band and what do they propose to do now to bring it down. And finally, inflation has been a global phenomena and nations are going to act in tandem with policy uniformity and they will together increase interest rates and withdraw liquidity as we see in the recent case of the Reserve Bank of India and the US Fed which also reduced the interest rates thereby 50 basis points as against Reserve Bank's first move of reducing interest rates of sorry increasing interest rates by 40 basis points. There is going to be a uniformity in global approach to inflation and how to battle it. And you will see that the Reserve Bank will act in tandem with other central banks worldwide. This is Akhilay Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar.